Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. We choose to rejoice and be glad in it. Once again, I want to thank you guys for joining us uh, via Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and maybe you're watching that a little bit later. Um, we realize, man, that there are preachers, teachers, and reachers all over the globe um, that are streaming at the very same time that, that we are. And so we count it as an honor as well as a privilege if you guys would take out the time uh, to be with us. So um, I'm super excited about what it is that God has dropped in my spirit to ha uh, for you guys on today. So we're going to go ahead and dive into the text. Going to be in the book of Luke, chapter number 18, verses number 1, our foundational text. Let's go ahead and make our declaration of faith. If you have your Bible or your electronic device, lift it above your head and shout, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer and not just a hearer. And my life is the better after hearing, obeying, and applying a word from the Lord. Book of Luke chapter number 18, verses number one, the Bible declares, and he told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray. Yeah, I, I just want to pause right there for a moment and just, just put that in the chat. Always pray. Yes, always pray and not lose heart. Verses number two, Jesus launches into a parable and he says, In a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, Give me justice against my adversary. Verses number four, the Bible declares, for a while he refused, but after he said to himself, though I neither fear God. Now watch this judge. This is a bad boy here. He says, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. Father, now in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for an opportunity, God, to minister the word of God to your people on today, Father, I know within myself, Greg McGee, I am not worthy, God, to carry the weight of the anointing that's upon my life, Father. No, no, I'm not good enough, Father, but I'm grateful and I am thankful, Father, for choosing me, Father, and not only me, Father, but choosing those men and women, God, that partner alongside me, God, to make sure that the gospel of Jesus Christ is presented, Lord God, in this hour. I ask you to bless this moment. God, bless this word. Bless the hearers, the recipients of it now, and it is in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, and everybody typed, amen. For the past couple of weeks, man, we've been dealing with this idea concerning a prayer burden. And I don't know about you, but the word itself, it's, it's just really been blessing me because God's been ministering some, some things into my spirit from old that he shared with me years ago. And we defined a prayer burden as a spiritual concern on the heart of God that is imparted by the Holy Spirit to someone whose intercession the Holy Spirit desires to use. Now, that's very, very powerful because this statement speaks to the fact that, that we're not just servants of God, although we are, we're not just servants of God, but literally God says, I want to partner with you. I don't want to just move for you, but God says in this hour, I desire to move through you, my friend. So God, oftentimes what he will do when he wants to accomplish something upon the earth, he will burden our hearts with something that's heavy on his heart. In essence, he will break our hearts with the thing that's breaking his heart. And if, and if our hearts are burdened, if our hearts are broken with the will of God, then we we enter into intercession and begin to pray. And we said concerning prayer, I love this, I love this. We said that prayer is the vehicle that God uses to release change 
from the spiritual realm to the natural world. That's so powerful. Understand that you are a tripartite being. You are a spirit that lives in a body and you possess a soul. That's right. You, you are a spirit. Who you really are is spirit. You just live in the body and you possess a soul. Now, I've been grieving somewhat in my spirit for the past couple of days. Um, some of you guys who are close to me, you know that I've lost two dear friends, um, a brother Bar uh, Mark Lemon, um, as well as Pastor Heron, guys that I really loved. Uh, had great fellowship with, uh, but um, it's like this duplicity right now that's in my soul because I'm, I'm really saddened, and, and if I just be honest, I'm, I'm somewhat kind of angry all at the same time, but, but beyond the sadness, beyond the anger that I experienced from time to time the past couple of days, I've also been rejoicing because I know that these brothers, that they knew the Lord, and I believe that the scripture is true to be absent from this suitcase, my friend, to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. Can you see? Say amen to that. So I come to let you know, my friend, that you, you're not just flesh and blood. You're not just this body, but you yourself, you are a spirit. No, 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 you don't have a spirit. You yourself are a spirit. You live in a body and you possess a soul. Why is that relevant? Because I am the spirit, it gives me the ability to tap into the spirit realm. Understand, my friend, that there are two worlds, two worlds that we live in. There is a natural world that you can see and perceive with your natural eyes, and then there is a spiritual realm that you can only navigate through by means of the spirit and because you are a spirit man who you really are you have the ability to tap into the spirit realm my friend oh my god we've been defining prayer I, I want to get to it again we've been defi I'm getting ahead of myself I'm excited we've been defining prayer as this vehicle that God uses to release change from the spiritual realm to our natural world understand when you pray it's not just words that you're just shooting up in the air and just hoping and wishing God would, would move on your behalf. But literally when you pray, my friend, your spirit connects with the Holy Spirit and you guys tap into the spiritual realm. And there are resources, things. The Bible declares, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither have it entered into the hearts of man the things that God has prepared. When you pray, my friend, you literally tap into the spirit realm and God uses your prayers as a vehicle to manifest what's in the unseen realm to the seen world. Somebody type, that's good. Yeah, that's real good. Now watch this, man. If prayer is that powerful and God desires to partner with us like that, if that's true, Pastor McGee, um, I'm kind of tripping on this, this text that you just read, and I believe you, brother, I'm tripping. I was tripping as well because Jesus starts out with this statement that men all ought to always pray and not faint or not lose heart. And then he launches into this parable about this widow. She's lost her husband, and she has some adversary that's coming against her. And she appeals to a higher court, says she can't help herself. She goes to somebody that has the ability and the power to help her in the situation that she's currently going through. And the scripture says concerning this unjust judge, the judge says, though I neither fear God nor respect man, he says, this widow keeps bothering me. I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. Now, now understand, I'm, I'm tripping, I'm tripping. So, so Jesus, he starts out this parable, uh, first of all, with this statement that we ought to always pray and not faint. And then you launch into this story, basically with this woman being at the mercy of somebody else, begging uh, helplessly that they would help her. So Jesus, are you saying that this is our relationship with God, that we should come to God on our knees, just crawling on our knees as a beggar, saying, Lord, please help me 
if you can. No, 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 no. What Jesus is doing, he's juxtaposing these, this, this story, this parable of this widow to our position in Christ. And he says that we ought to, watch this, always pray. Just type that, always pray. Woo, that's good. He says, always pray and not faint. Let me get to the good stuff. Prayer is the vehicle that God uses to release change from the spiritual realm to our natural world. But I want to add an addendum to what prayer is. Prayer also is the resource whereby God sustains the heart of the believer until manifestation comes. I want to help somebody. Understand when you first pray. When you first pray, I, I, just, I just share it with you guys because you're a spiritual spirit being. That's who you really are. When you pray, it's not just words, but you literally tap into the spirit realm and you contact stuff that God has in store for you. And through the vehicle of prayer, you literally manifest it on the earth. That, so when you first pray, a release happens. A, a release happens. But God says, Jesus says, men should always pray. Always pray and not faint. Why? Because there is a time delay between release and manifestation. And there are some things that some of you guys have been talking to God about concerning your marriage, concerning your children, concerning your financial situation. And I come to let you know today that God has heard you, my friend. There has been a release already in the spirit realm. But Jesus is saying today, I don't want you to pray for the release anymore. I want you to pray so that you don't become weary in your well-doing and faint before manifestation come. I wonder, can you say man right there? Man, let me give you just a little proof text. In the book of Daniel chapter number 10, man, this is so good. The Bible declares, Daniel chapter number 10, verses number 2, in those days, I, Daniel was mourning for, for three weeks. The man of God was praying and fasting 21 days. Verse 3 declares, I ate no delicacies, no meat or wine entered my mouth, nor did I anoint myself at all for the full three weeks. Verse 4 says, on the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a man clothed in linen. The, the, the angel of the Lord appears to him with the belt of fine gold from Euphrates around his waist. Now the angel, watch this, 21 days later shows up, and look what he has to say to Daniel in verse number 12. The angel of the Lord said to him, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, I need you to see this, man, for the first day that you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, your words have been heard and I have I have come because of your words. Again, I want to encourage your heart. The very first time you prayed about your husband, your wife, your babies, your whatever was on your, whatever it is that God burdened your heart with, the very first day that you prayed, the angel of the Lord says, I heard and there was a release in the spiritual realm. Verse 13 declares, the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. Now understand that this prince that he's talking about is not a natural man. This is not a natural prince, but he's talking about, watch this, principalities. Ephesians teaches us, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places, the rulers of the darkness of this world. My friend, I need you to understand, the first time you prayed, there was a release. The release has already happened. The miracle, the blessing, the breakthrough is already on its way, but there's a time delay. Watch this, between release and manifestation and God is saying that I don't want you to faint between the two points God I want to help somebody in this place the angel of the Lord showed up and he told Daniel that there was spiritual warfare going on in the heavenly realm that's why again the Bible declares that we wrestle not against flesh and stop fighting people come on stop fighting your haters stop fighting even people that you love because the people that you think 
your problem might not be your problem. It might be something in the air that's hindering your mind and stopping your blessing from coming. Angel showed up and said, God heard you, man. The, ble the, the blessing was released. But, but because of the warfare that was going on in the heavenly realm, there was a, a delay. I wonder if Daniel would have gave up on day number 14, man. What would have happened? I wonder day number seven. I wonder day number, day number 17. No, no, no. Day number 20, man, he become weary in his well-doing when the Bible tells us not to become weary in well-doing for in due season you shall reap if you, if you faint not. Let, let me go a little bit deeper in the book of Mark, chapter number 11, verses number 23. The writer says, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. But, but believes, that's so powerful, man. God help me with this word. But believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Now understand prayer, excuse me, faith is always present tense. The writer in Hebrew says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. Prayer is always present tense. So, so he says, if you believe like it has already happened, then you will have it. I remember years ago, one of our sisters in church, um, um, she was believing God for a new house, and she had all this opposition against her. Credit score wasn't what it needed to be, and there were other factors that the bank was considering that wouldn't give her the money. But she believed so, so firmly in her heart that God was going to make a way. Did she, if, I, if you were to ask her at that particular moment, how was God going to do it? She would tell you, I don't know. I just know that he's going to do it. She was so convinced in her heart, my God. She started packing up boxes in her house. I'm talking about putting clothes, pots, and pans. I mean, you'd go over her house and, and she would literally be taking pots out of boxes just to cook. She'd cook with the pot, clean it back up and put it back in the box. She was so convinced. She had her faith. Watch this. Her faith wasn't that God was going to do it. She says, in my mind, it's already done. I'm just waiting on the manifestation. Watch this. In about three months, what, what everybody was mocking her about, some of the same people that was mocking her for what she was doing had to come over and help her move because it was now now faith, let me dig deeper, verse number 24, therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe you received it and, it and and it will be yours. Believe, whatever you ask in prayer, thank you Jesus, believe that that you have received it and it will be, it will be yours. L let me add just a little bit more to that. See, understand that God lives in the eternal realm. In the eternal realm, there is no time. God is not limited by, by time. So, so watch this. When you pray for what you need, and, and I'm talking about, watch this, I'm not talking about one of these Christmas list prayers. I'm, I'm talking about when, when you know what God's will is for your life, there's a burden upon your heart, and, and you're asking God for a manifestation. This is what God does, because understand, God stands in your today and your tomorrow all at the same time. He is eternal. God is not limited by, we're limited by time. I'm waiting on Monday morning right now. God is not waiting on Monday morning. He knows what Sunday is is like today and he also knows what Monday is like tomorrow so watch this when we pray 
because he's in the eternal realm, God goes ahead and releases the miracle in the day that it's supposed to come in. And some of you guys are thinking that you're continuing to pray, watch this, for God to release. But in all actuality, Jesus gives us the wisdom and the revelation. He says that you should always pray and not lose heart. Why shouldn't you lose heart? Not because God is, we're waiting on God to release it. No, God has already released the blessing. We just wait. The, the blessing is released in Friday. And here it is today, Sunday. Y'all ain't saying nothing in this place. Well, we wake up Monday morning and we don't have the breakthrough yet. We wake up Tuesday morning. We don't have deliverance yet. We wake up Wednesday morning, don't have breakthrough yet. Wake up Thursday morning, ready to give up, ready to throw in the towel, ready to say, okay, I guess it's not for me. But in all actuality, baby, it is for you. Don't become weary in your well-doing. Jesus says, continue to pray. Watch this. Not for the blessing to come, but the prayer that you do after the first one is not for the blessing. My friend, the prayer is for you because Friday is coming. If you wake up good and say good morning on Friday, you will run right into the blessing that God God poured out a few days ago so believe that you received it and it will it will be yours I pray that this word is making sense let's dive just a little bit deeper Matthew chapter number four verses number four Matthew 4 4 the Bible declares but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God was sharing with my babies a couple of weeks ago concerning this particular text and I was telling them that the quality of their life is based on the revelation that they receive from God. I, I need you to hear that. I told my babies this. I, I got a, I, my, 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 my younger kids, they, they, were, they were in on this conversation. My little six-year-old, I was, I was communicating to this. Watch this, man. The, the, man shall not live by bread alone. Man, man shall, he shall not live. I, man, what's a, uh, Chad, what's a good meal, doc? Come on. What's, what's good? What's good? Steak, baked potato. That's the steak man right there. Watch this. Baked potato. Is that it? <clears throat> asparagus on the side. Uh, I don't do asparagus. Broccoli and cheese. Steak, baked potato, broccoli and cheese. Now, you, you, you use 57 or A1? Neither. He think he can cook, y'all. We love him anyway. So watch this. Man does not live by steak, baked potato, broccoli and cheese. That's what the word says. We think that the quality, and, and, and it's taught in school, it's taught in athletics, it taught, and, it, and it makes sense because if you take somebody that does not eat anything at all, you'll see their body continue to wither away, lose weight, they won't have the physical strength, so it makes sense to eat. But Jesus says that the quality of your life, watch this, both externally and internally, my friend, is not based on bread alone, it's not based on baked potato steak Broccoli and cheese alone. Man, I'm getting hungry. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Let's dive deeper. Romans chapter number 10, verses number 17. The Bible declares, so then faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's so powerful. One of my mentors, he says all the time that faith doesn't come by having heard. But faith comes by hearing. Matter of fact, won't you put that in the chat? Because you need to commit that to memory. Faith, write it down. Faith does not come by having heard. But faith comes by hearing because there's some of you guys, you grew up in Sunday school and you grew up in church and you like, well, I know I already know that. Can't nobody tell me nothing. Well, well, my friend, it's not about somebody being able to tell you something new, but it's about refreshing your faith and your spirit by that same word. Because your faith that needs to be built is not it doesn't it doesn't grow. It doesn't come by what you heard years ago as a little girl and a little boy. But your faith cometh by by hearing. Where you going, Pastor McGee? 
we said that prayer is the vehicle that God uses to release change from the spiritual realm to our natural world. We added an addendum to prayer, and we said that prayer is the resource whereby God sustains, watch this, the heart of the believer until manifestation comes. I want to hang there just for a second. So watch this. First time I pray. <laughs> yeah, first, first time I pray. Yeah, yeah. Release happens in, in, in heavenly realm. The next time I pray is not about the release. It's about me being sustained between the time period of release and manifestation. Type in the chat, the blessing is on the way. Go ahead, go ahead, type it. The blessing is on the way. I'm telling you right now, the blessing is on the way. The angel showed up in Daniel chapter number 10 and he said, God heard you from the very first day and he dispatched me from the very first day. The blessing had already been released. There was spiritual warfare in the heavenly that pre prevented manifestation. It was, watch this, delayed, but it wasn't denied. That's what you need to know. So in the meantime, between release and manifestation, Jesus says men ought to always pray and not faint. Well, what's, what's up with this thing concerning prayer? Please understand, God help me with this word. When you pray, it's not just you writing out a Christmas list to God of things that you want to accomplish or things that you want to do. But in all actuality, prayer, my friend, is a conversation. It's a conversation. This is how God sustains you because in the midst of you talking to him, he talks back to you. And every time God talks back to you, it increases your faith and it sustains you during the period between release and manifestation. There are some of you guys, you need, to, mm, you need to spend a little bit more time in your prayer closet. Not just talking to God, watch this, but also hearing from God. Because in this covenant space of prayer, I voice what's on my heart. But after I finish talking to God, and maybe, maybe this is what some of you guys need to do. When you get off of your knees and you finish talking to God, maybe you need to sit quietly for five or ten minutes and just see if God has anything to say to you. Watch this. I can't make him speak, but he likes it when I give him time to. I love it. I said, I can't. I'm, I'm just flesh and blood. I'm just a mortal. Watch this. I can't make God speak, but from my experience, he likes it when I make time for him to. And when I sit there and allow him to communicate back into my, into my spirit, whoo, although the manifestation hadn't come yet, and I'm telling you, manifestation is on the way, hadn't come yet, but when he talks back to me, it sustains my spirit, keeps me focused, keeps me up until the miracle come. I remember years ago, and, and one of the things that I appreciate, love my parents, and one of the things that I appreciate about them um, the most is their transparency and their honesty when it comes to their past and things, and, and especially my dad, man, he used to, <laughs> as a son, he told, man, he told me so much about his life, and it wasn't just about the good stuff. No, it wasn't about the good stuff. It was the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I remember my dad sharing this story with me years ago. Um, he was, uh, this guy was, was, was really provoking him and really pushing him, and my dad told me he was, he was newly saved, just trying to live right, and he had this guy, this guy that was just, just picking on him every single day, and he said, whenever the guy would pick on him and, and say these little things, he said that I would just pray. And he said, as long as I prayed, I couldn't, I couldn't feel the darts that he was throwing at me. I couldn't feel what he was saying because I was, I was in the place of prayer. And my, my, my pop told me, he said, there came a day, son. And he said, I remember the day vividly. 
that this same brother, he came, man, and he was talking all kind of smack, all kind of noise. And I love God. I, I want to serve him. I'm, I'm doing my best to live for him. And he said, this particular day, I remember it so vividly, not because of what I did, did, did do, but he said, I remember it because of what I didn't do. He says, I, I was praying and I stopped praying. And the moment I stopped praying, I got in my flesh and I did something that I regretted. My God. For all of, those, all of that time, watch this, when my daddy was praying, breakthrough was already in the atmosphere to stop the foolishness that was, that was transpiring in his life. All my pops had to do was to continue to pray for breakthrough. No, 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 no. Continue to pray, watch this, so that he would be sustained until manifestation comes. And that's what God is challenging some of you guys to do. You've already prayed, and what you pray for, release have already happened in the spiritual realm. But what the enemy is trying to get you to do is to wear your patience out, get you to become weary in what you're doing well so that you faint before delivery happens. Somebody type, the devil is a liar. Now watch this. This particular parable, one of the reasons it's so interesting to me is because it's one of few parables that actually have double meanings. Of course, in seminary, they teach every, every parable. Every parable has one meaning. And to a point, I agree with that because usually Jesus is, he's, he's pointing in on a particular issue. And although the parable may have different aspects to the story that he highlights, it's usually pointing to one central theme, one central point. Well, this particular parable here is one of the few parables that actually has a double meaning. Jesus says that we should always pray and not faint. He launch into, launches into this story about this widow woman approaching this unjust judge. The judge says, uh, I'm not going to give what you want because, of, b b because I feel like it, because I fear God of people. He says, you bothering me, woman, so I'm just going to give you <laughs> what you want so you can stop getting on my nerves. And then Jesus picks up after the parable in verses number six. I want you to see this. And the Lord said, Hear what the unrighteous judge says. I'm almost done, y'all. And will not, verse number seven, God give justice to his elect who cry to him day and night. I'm telling you, it's been released. God is going to do it. Will he delay long over them? Verses number seven, verses number eight says, I tell you, he will give justice, justice to them speedily. God says, I am going to answer. So the text within the context, he's definitely speaking to situations that have burdened our hearts and we have petitioned him for it. He says the blessing has been released. What I want you to do is always pray until manifestation comes. He says, I'm going to do it for you. But here's the twist in the story, and here's the second meaning. He says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Yeah. At one point, we thought it was just about breakthrough. We thought it was about blessings. We thought it was about things we were asking God for. But when we get to the end of this parable, he says, nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find you still standing? I, I, need, I need you guys to come in for a second. Lis listen to me. Listen to me. It was some days ago, some weeks ago for some of you guys, some months ago. For many of you all, like me, it was years ago that you gave your life to Jesus Christ. And you said, Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. And Jesus said, I saw your first profession that calls the release of salvation. 
But when I return and I look down from the clouds, will I see that same passion when I return that I saw when I first released the blessing? He says, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm coming back. Maybe in Christendom, maybe we've lost that message. I'm not, I'm not sure. <laughs> we, I, I, I don't hear it preached a whole lot. I'll be honest, I don't really preach it a whole lot. But I think it's time for us to resurrect this message. The fact of the matter is, my friend, that Jesus is coming back again. And he says, nevertheless, not the little stuff that you're praying about. Lord, bless my house and bless, bless my children and God, my, my spouse and, and my, my job. And no, 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 more than that. You, you, need, you need faith to sustain you, prayer that sustains you until that manifestation comes. But more importantly, he said, nevertheless, when I return, man, when I bust the clouds, when I come down for my children, will I see them on the wall standing? You're going to be there. I don't know about you, but I want to. I want to be there. I want to be found faithful, committed to God share with you guys I've, I've lost two dear friends and one of the things that I can say about both of these brothers Mark and, and Pastor Heron uh, these are brothers who loved Jesus they they love they love I believe when they close their eyes for the final time according to the scripture to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord I believe it happened just that fast but watch this what if my life doesn't expire before he comes what if I'm actually still here when he's com when he comes what will you be caught doing, man? What will you be found doing? I don't know about you, but I want to be about my father's business. And I'm, I'm challenging, first of all, the believer. It's time for you to really be about your father's business. Secondly, I'm talking to some man or to some woman right now. This is what I love about preaching and teaching. Um, it's not about making sense because beyond the intellect, what happens as I'm speaking Holy Spirit anoints the words that are coming out of my mouth and he causes the words that he anoints to ignite something in the heart of that individual and there's somebody that I'm speaking to right now watch this you don't understand what you're feeling but let me explain what you're feeling the, the Holy Spirit has there's a combustion that's going on in your heart because the Holy Spirit has invaded he's saying I want you I want you it's time for you to serve me you've been running you've been running long enough You've been living your life on your own long enough. It's time for you, my friend, to bow. But I don't know the whole Bible. Don't worry about the whole Bible right now. Just bow to Jesus. And the Jesus of the Bible will teach you about the Bible. Come on, somebody. It's time. So I want to give you an opportunity. Maybe, maybe you're a believer. You really do love Jesus, but your life just hadn't lined up as if you do love him. Maybe you're one of the ones when, I, when the individual looks at you, there's no different from anybody else in the world that's just living their life. And God said, it's time for you to come home because I am returning. I am coming back. And when I come, I want to find faith in the earth. I want to find people that are continuing to pray. Not just the initial prayer of salvation, but that are persevering and being strengthened in prayer until, until they come to me or, or until I come to them. For that individual who you feel is something in your heart, it's real simple. The plan of salvation is not complicated at all. Sometimes it's so simple, it's easy for us to complicate it because sometimes it's so simple. 
here, here, here's the plan of salvation. You owe a debt that you cannot pay. Jesus paid a debt that he did not owe. What's your debt? The wages of sin is death. The, the payment, what we receive for the life that we have lived, the things that we have said, the thoughts that we have entertained is eternal death, separation from him. Jesus experienced that death, that payment on the cross. And he says, if you will allow me to be your savior and Lord, the debt that I paid that I didn't owe, I'll allow it to be your substitution and I will take your death away. Jesus wants to do that in your life right now. I'm going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, I'm getting ready to pray for you. But if that's you, if that's you, if you're one of the ones that's coming back home, or maybe you're one of the ones that's saying, man, I feel this, this, this word, just type in the chat. That's me. That's me. That's me. I'm, I'm going to go back and I'm going to look at it because I want to know. Just put, pray for me, pastor. That's me. Because yeah. God wants to say something to you right now. Father, now in Jesus' name, I want to thank you for an opportunity, God, to minister a word of God to your people on today. God, there's some man, woman, boy, girl that has decided this very hour to come back home. The prodigal son, the wayward daughter, they're on their way back home. And I thank you, Lord God, for doing what Greg can't do. I can open my mouth and I can speak and I can declare, but it's only your anointing that rests upon my life in these words that will cause the penetration of these words to go into the heart and mind of your people on today. So, God, I thank you that penetration has happened today, that a true combustion in the heart has manifested. Holy Spirit is taking over right now. So that that's you, repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, Father, today I recognize that I've fallen short of your standard and your glory. Say, Lord, forgive me for all of my sins, the things I've done, the things I've said, and the things... I have thought. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross and your death was the payment for my many sins. Say, Jesus, save me now. I bow to you and I confess you as the Lord of my life. I bow to you and I confess you as the Lord of my life. Father, I want to thank you so much for an opportunity once again, God, to minister the word of God to your people. God, I pray special grace in that bedroom today, in that living room, that family room. Special grace as they're gathered around the kitchen table to hear words, not of Greg, but Lord, to hear words from you. Yes. Bless them now. I give your name, praise, honor, all the glory, and it is in Jesus' mighty name. Right where you are, come on and put those hands together right around that kitchen table in your pajamas. Give God some praise. We love you guys so much on today. Lady McGee, come and join me, my sweetie. My girl, there it is, y'all. You're looking too fine in all that black. You're looking fine in all Matter of fact, get off that camera. Don't, don't, y'all stop looking at my wife. <laughs> Love you, sweetheart. Amen. Amen to that. Man. Yep. You know, black make you look slimmer. 
<laughs> I'm going to be on this camera, and I'm at home eating three meals plus snacks a day. Amen. Y'all pray for your first lady. Watch this. I love all of that. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble, y'all. <laughs> yes, Lord. Love you guys. Anything else, sweetheart? Uh, it's offering time. Offering time. Hey, man, let's honor God in our giving on today. My grandmother, she used to sing a song all the time. You can't beat God giving. I absolutely I can sing posit- that song. No, 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 no. no I can no, sing that song. No, 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 no. You nah, I, I, we, we good. Can. We good. We good. Praise the Lord, saints. Amen. <laughs> you know, I like them old hymns. Yeah. It's lunchtime at their house, baby. So right, okay. we're going to let them I'm go. We love y'all so very much. Um, remember, next, next Saturday, we will have Mother's Day um, giveaways here at the North location. 3 to 430. 3 to 4.30. We're really excited about it. Get a chance to wave at you, see your, see your lovely faces. And if you're not a mother, you still need to come pick up your communion yes, between that time as well. On Mother's Day. We're going to do right. our communion pickup on next Saturday as well. Absolutely. Uh, from 3 to 4.30. And I am so excited about the word of God that my lovely wife is going to bring. Can you make? Amen. Can you Bless make? the Lord. I'm going to minister on next Sunday. I am. I'm going to minister. So join us next Sunday as I bring you on Mother's Day. Y'all heard her. There it is. We love you guys so much. Father, now in Jesus' name, thank you again for an opportunity to bless your people on today. Be glorified, my King, in everything that's said and done. And it is in Jesus' mighty name. We are a church family. We are a church family. That honors God. That honors God. In everything. In everything. We say and do. We say and do. Y'all stay safe. We love you so much. Love you guys. God bless you.